Hi, hello, how are you all? Morning, afternoon, and good night. Wherever you're at your day, I hope you're having a nice day or you've had a good day and you're getting ready for your next day. So, today on the Lousy Talks, we'll be talking about Tottenham Hotspur, my football team, the uh, the greatest distraction on this earth. Well, before it was anyway, because uh, I absolutely love Tottenham, literally love them with all my heart when I was younger. It took me a, uh, a long time. So, yeah. I talk about uh, our football teams, um, teams that you support. So if you've got your uh, teams you support, if you support any strange teams or if you have any sort of stories of why you support your team or any sort of thing like uh, any sort of thing like that, so please comment, send me in the, some emails or uh, just message me and then we'll go backwards and forwards and have a good crack. But I'm going to sort of just touch on my experience of supporting Tottenham Hotspur. Because it has been a absolute, uh, I would say, I always used to say I have broad shoulders because uh, I, I can take a lot of shit all because of sporting Tottenham Hotspur. So I thought I'd uh, venture off a little bit, start having a different conversation about other things. This is uh, this was a big part of my life growing up. So I thought I'd uh, just touch on this a little bit just to get us... Uh, Get us going about different things. There's going to be some other, it's going to be different subject every week. So, yeah, let me uh, get started on Tottenham Hotspur, the greatest team the world has ever seen. Oh, that's what we like to think. That's what we like to believe. But that's what it's all about. It's believing. Um, so, when I was younger, I can remember going back as far as Tottenham versus Leicester in the Worthington Cup. I think my uncle uh, took me to that game, went to watch it at a pub. Um, but before that, there was a lot of um, different sort of uh, teams and you look at certain things. So I remember being a young kid uh, watching these Red Devils on TV and everyone loved the Red Devils. And I was like, oh, these Red Devils, Manchester United, obviously. But I didn't support them. It's just first sort of recollection of... Um, football and starting to sort of see what's going on and who supports who. Uh, so, yeah, going up my uh, my cousins from my brother's dad's side, they were all Tottenham fans. Um, my uncle was a Tottenham fan. Uh, my brother's dad, he was Chelsea. Uh, my uncle, Winston, he was Arsenal. Um, and then my dad... Obviously, I didn't know my dad at these times, so I was getting old. Obviously, I didn't know my uh, my dad was around that sort of time. But um, later on in life, I met my dad, and he was Tottenham as well. But there's a funny story around that, which we'll, we'll uh, touch on at another time. Um, so, yeah, it can be, remember just being a little kid, trying to figure out who to support, who I'm going to give my allegiance to, who I'm going to follow through rain, sleet, snow through uh, the wins, through the losses. Um, I could have chose a, a better team, to be honest with you. I could have probably got through a lot more uh, shit when I was younger. But you choose your team, you stick with your team. You don't sort of start mixing it up and start to chop and change. Uh, again, there was another little funny story 
um, being in my cousin's house, my auntie Sue's house, uh, when we was little, uh, it was really my cousin's room. We used to have a purple Hewlett Packard, Hewlett Packard um, Spurs kit with um, Darren Anderton on the back. I always remember it. So uh remember sitting in the room with him. We was all having a chat and we was all trying to figure out. And he was a little bit older, so he was always instigating whatever was going on. And we, there was this one day we all decided to sit down, put a socket, put a names it, put football teams into a hat and pull out a football team to see who you support. And that's who you was gonna support. And funny enough, I uh, I picked out Tottenham Hotspur. So yeah, from that day I was I pledged my allegiance to Tottenham Hotspur, and that is where my allegiance would have stayed forever. So growing up, uh, we never, I never really got the chance to uh, go to any games or anything. I used to watch watch the games on uh, TV. Um, going through primary school, obviously we was really bad. Uh, I used to have a friend called Juv, and uh, I nearly changed my team. And I rem- I remember. I don't know why this happens like this, but it's just something I remember in primary school. He was a he was a Liverpool supporter for some reason, and. God knows why he was a Liverpool supporter. We live in sort of North London, Hertfordshire area. But as you get older, you sort of realise Liverpool in them days, in the 80s, oh, they were they were the top team. So obviously people chose whoever was winning the most. And I just completely understand it's a completely uh, good reason why to choose a team, I guess, because they they won a lot. And I guess that's why people like the Red Devils, Manchester, because they, they won stuff. It's understandable. Me, on the other hand, don't like going with people. What, you win things? No, uh, I want the one that's not going to win nothing. The, the one that's going to get shit thrown at them for so many years. The one that's got a it. It will score loads of goals, but they will also let in loads of goals. And you'll have players not doing nothing, just watching people run past them. Because that's that. That was what I needed. That's what I like in life. Who, who wants easy life? Who wants to win every week? Do you know what I mean? What character do you build? What what sort of what sort of person do you build from just winning every week and not sort of knowing about the real life, the shit? <laughs> so growing up with my brother and my cousin, obviously my brother's dad was Chelsea, always telling me, boy, come on, boy, fucking be, choose a proper fucking team. Chelsea, boy, fucking proper team. He's a proper geezer, isn't he? But I weren't going to support Chelsea. Chelsea were full of Italians, is what I remember. Growing up in the area I was, it's called Little Italy, and a lot of the Italians were uh, Chelsea supporters, and all the Italian players played for Chelsea. So, again, I was happy with my Tottenham Hotspur, Chris Armstrong, Ian Walcott. Yeah, fucking load of shit. Top of the, I just remember us being top of the bottom half, and then that was sort of where we would always be. We would never really never really get relegation but we'd never really been anywhere near the top so it was always sort of like in the middle they were just sort of I think this is when we had um, Alan Sugar as our uh, as our chairman back in them days Uh, so yeah growing up at Arsenal my uncle Winston he was my cousin's sort of like stepdad to us he was his dad it wasn't his real dad but it was um, he was the geezer that sort of raised him and he was around quite a lot until a certain time but he was Arsenal and he used to look like Ian Wright. So he was always telling us, come on, fuck him, come on, sport Arsenal, Arsenal, Joe, Arsenal, that's the team. And I'm like, no, Tottenham. And he's like, yeah, but Tottenham is shit. 
Arsenal always beat them. And I was like, no, I'm sticking with my Tottenham. Same with Spurs. I never realised why I would stay with them, not understanding why the hell I would stay with them, knowing that obviously we weren't the best. But I kept my uh, kept my allegiance, kept my uh, faith, my uh, blind faith, shall we say. Never really won too much. So I remember, why, yeah, Nilsson. I think I remember that was one of my first memories. I think 1991, I was too young to remember Mabbott lifting the FA Cup. Um, and I think it was 1999 or maybe 97. I can't remember. I can't remember the year. I have to look it up. Don't have any sort of things to look things up in this. So I'll um, just sort of go from my mind. Uh, so, yeah, we won the Worthington Cup. I don't know if it was 97, 98. I think it was around that sort of time. It might have been 99, not 100%. I was 10, 11, about that sort of time. So, um, yeah, I remember that. We got the old Worthington Cup off of Leicester. So, yeah, like growing up being a Spurs supporter, living in sort of North, uh, say, so we was based in sort of Waltham Cross area, just outside Enfield. Um, so, yeah, the closest team to us would be Tottenham Hotspur, obviously, the other the other lot that come from uh, Woolwich and all that. We wouldn't even talk about all that nonsense. But yeah, I, w- I weren't going that way. Not a hell in chance. Never! <laughs> but that's just the banter we did growing up. So in my area, we had a lot of Arsenal supporters. It was like, I'd say half half the community were Arsenal, half the community was Spurs. And then you got a couple of little rejects people, a couple of plastic fans that were Liverpools, Manchester United's, um, who else? I don't really think we had too many other people around here. So, yeah, they were the sort of the selection of uh, football. football. Oh, yeah, Chelsea, obviously. Um, yeah, I think that was about it, really. Uh, West Ham, yeah, my, my granddad was an Ammer in the old uh, West Spammers. So, yeah, we basically had one, every one of us had one team in London. So, you can imagine what the uh, what the weekends were like. For me, anyway, literally crying all the time. I must have been so depressed as a youngster. Not dealing with the life that I had to come from, but just watching Tottenham play and uh, never really getting anything out of him and always, literally, always getting battered. And then we'd batter someone and then we'd get battered. Um, sort of players that I remember growing up, sort of, that sort of stuck with me, like my favourites. I think uh, Ginola, I remember, was one of my favourites. When we got Ginola, um, I remember running into the lacrosse to try to get my kit signed because someone said that they see him in Wolfram Cross Town Centre. And I ran all the way to town, literally, with my top on, trying to find him. Had the Ginola on the back. Did I have Ginola on the back? I don't, I don't think I even had the top to be honest with you. But hey, I remember running in there trying to. Uh, Trying to get the um, I did. I had the yellow kit. That was it. I had the yellow. They, she never. They never bought me the white kit because they used to say it'd get dirty or something like that. So I always ended up getting the shitty away kit, the yellow one or something like that. But still, it was a kit. But yeah, Ginola. I remember being one of my uh, my first sort of favourites with the club. Just just a magician. Do you know what I mean? Just the skills and the goal he scored against Barnsley. I know it was in the FA Cup or if it was in the Worthing Cup. I can't remember which one. But, you know, it was just one of them things that really uh, Ricky Villa-esque, do you know what I mean, dancing around all the defenders. So, Ginola was one of my first sort of real loves of a football player um, that played for Spurs. We, I had others growing up, uh, Ledley King. He sort of was a veteran for us anyway. My favourite of all time, uh, before now, like this is growing up when I was little, was probably 
year seven, year eight. I can remember sitting on my mate's bed. Um, so I had a mate called Gum, and uh, I'd s- sit on his bed watching, I think it was Sky Sports, because I never had Sky Sports or any sort of cable and all that. So I used to go around my mate's houses to watch the, the cable, watch the wrestling or soccer AM. Let's go around my mate Ryan's house. He was a Spurs supporter and watch like the stuff in the morning, sit there just watching Sky Sports news all day. Like easy life when you're a kid, do you know what I mean? Me, um, my mate's parents, they basically looked after me. I just used to knock at there. I'd wake up, leave the house straight away. I was out of my house most of the time. Um, but yeah, Robbie Keane, an absolute beautiful man. I used to say he was the only man I ever loved, like literally. And I, obviously I didn't know my dad and all that around these sort of times. So yeah, I probably loved my dad, but they weren't around and all that sort of thing. And obviously I uh, I grew quite fond of Robbie, even, um, even though he was shit. It did not matter. I remember sitting in my dad's pub. So my dad, uh, my brother's dad, they had a, he, he, um, he was, he had like half a partnership with uh, this little Irish guy in a, in a end, Edmund, uh, Ponder's End it was, it was called the Orson Dray. And I remember being in there, there was the World Cup because we bought Robbie Keane just after the World Cup and he was the, um, he scored that goal against Germany and done his roly-poly finger shoots. And uh, we ended up buying him off of Leeds um, that season. Glenn Oddle um, pulled him in. And I tell you not, it must have been one of my best days of my life, buying Robbie Keane. And then for the next two, three, four years of being blessed with watching him run about on a football pitch, scoring goals, oh, that geezer, what a fucking man. What a man. Robbie Keane, top fucking geezer. Literally loved him to pieces. He was, football used to make me cry. It used to make me sad. It used to make me happy. It used to make me depressed. It used to make me um, whatever emotions. Like, I didn't really deal with emotions when I was younger. Like there was, I didn't really have any emotions to because I was kept very sort of strong. But football is where it, you either know, like Joe said, what's wrong with him? I was hot and lost. So basically, you can imagine me being sad all the time because the man I love Tottenham. And the amount that we used to get fucking battered. And every once in a while, we'd have a good game against Arsenal or something, and you feel good. Yeah, you, you got a draw or you sneaked one because we never ever won. We'd always get battered by everyone. Like Man United, we never had a dog's chance. I remember so many years that we never beat them. Same thing with Arsenal. My cousin would literally rip the shit out of us every week. Like him and his, him, him and his, uh, him and my, my uncle Winston, literally rinsing us, my brother. Terry, he'd be having a fucking pop because my old man would be going, yeah, boy, I told you the fucking sport, Chelsea boy. And I'm like, fuck that. No, I'd rather, I'd rather grow character, grow some broad shoulders. Do you know what I mean? Learn learn about what life is really like. Because if anything, it was one of the best lessons you could have ever had. And I was a very, um, I was very, I was very stubborn, a very bad loser. I was a bad loser. I was always my own sort of things. But growing up in the life I did, everything was how I do it if it's not how I do it, it's not nothing but football it was always a uh, it was always a place to go where you felt you felt um that that uh, a connection like a family with like friends and people that support like you you get that sort of that family sort of um that feeling I guess and I never sort of had that at sort of home so football was a big sort of um like I said earlier at the beginning, it's like a big distraction, something that kept my mind occupied, kept me away from whatever was going on in the world, and I would just concentrate on football. And through my life, I would 
I'd watch as many games on TV as possible. Um, never really got the chance to go to the Spurs ground White Hart Lane. Uh, I remember the first time I got the chance to go. Um, I was quite lucky. It was Ryan Lieber's mum's boyfriend. Um, so that was my mate. Uh, he was an absolute diamond. I loved that kid. And I loved his mum as well because she used to look after me. Um, really nice lady. But her boyfriend at the time, I don't know if Ryan couldn't go or there was something happened and they said, oh, there's a ticket coming about. Would like? Would you like to? I think Ryan asked me if I wanted to because he knew I loved Spurs and always wanted to go. Never been before. And I was like, yeah, yeah, please, please. And I remember the, I bought the ticket, giving him the money for the ticket or whatever it was. Maybe my pocket money for that week or the money that I uh, done on my paper round. And I remember getting taken up there. I can't remember the, the geezer's name. A really nice guy. We drove, we drove up there and um, it wasn't a Premier League game. It was a friendly game. It was a friendly between Spurs and Lazio. And it was my first ever Spurs game. And... Uh, there was a, we sat up on the east stand, second floor. So it was a good little view. I'm screaming and shouting my head off. Like I've never been there. I'm quite a loud kid. I'm still as I was now. And I remember, um, I think we was two, we went one nil, two nil, one all, two one. And then Jamie Redknapp. And I used to love this guy. I used to love this guy. And again, we'll go into this later on. But. It, Jamie Redknapp done a like a volley from outside of the D, sort of centre of the centre of um, sort of penalties line spot outside the D, volley, bang, two one, and then I think they scored two two. So my first ever game was two two versus Lazio. Remember it like it was yesterday. It was such a such a good feeling. And then yeah, I watched Jamie Redknapp and I used to love that guy. Used to love him, and uh, yeah, it was a nice. It was a, it was a good day. Um, after that, did I get to see any other games? So, yeah, that was, I think, the first game that I ever saw. And then, yeah, I don't think I really got to see another game after. I didn't really go to no, um, still never managed to get to a Premier game or anything like that. But, um, yeah, growing up, so we got Robbie Keane, an absolute beautiful man. We had Jermaine Defoe. These are the sort of people that made my childhood just a little bit better. Berber of what a fucking monster until that. Until he went to fucking them shit cunts. But, you know, we, this is football. Things like back in the day, this is what used to really anger me. Oh, I was hell-bent. It's like the Sol Campbell sort of thing when he left to go to them scumbags. And then they yeah, fucking hate him. And it was like, yeah, you feel the hate. You fucking yes. Fuck them. <laughs> but football is what creates an absolute uh, buzz around town. Do you know what I mean? A buzz in your uh, area of your community sort of creates brilliant, um, brilliant memories. But... It was a good couple years. I'm not. I'm just trying to think if I went to see another game. I don't think it was. If I did see another game, I don't think it was a Premier League game. Anyway, time goes on. The team sort of goes backwards and forwards. It never really sort of succeeds, but it doesn't really fail. There was a lot of time, but the um, I think the boat. The tide, shall we say, started to change when we uh, we got this uh, manager called Martin Yole. And so, from what I remember, Martin Yole was a fucking Dutch genius. Like, for us, for Spurs, he sort of really sort of pushed us on. Um, we got so close to, I think this is the season. Look, again, if I'm wrong, I, I, it's just me going from my head. I've got a lot of things in it, so sometimes it all muddles up. Um, I think, 
So we were supposed to finish fourth that year. We was doing really well. Like it was one of the best seasons we ever had. And I might be mistaken. I think it was the um I think it was the West Ham thing where we got poisoned and then Arsenal or something happened and Arsenal Wenger sent something to the food bus and we got done. So yeah, we never made it that year. Finished fifth. We got Europe, but we didn't get the Champions League. Um and then after that, if I remember correctly. I think he ended up jacking off Yol, getting some Spanish bloke called Ramos. For for what reason, I don't know, because Yol was an absolute boss. Um, yeah, had Ramos. And then, yeah, we won another cup. Wonderful. Whoa! The worthless cup. Worthington Cup again. Like, well done. Wow. And again, was that 2001, 2002, something around there? Something around there. I can just remember Robbie Keane lifting up the cup. We done Chelsea that day, Woodgate Edda. Fucking love it. Get in there, son. But we was bottom of the league. We were shit. I don't even know how we sort of we sort of pulled that together in the cup, but in the league, we was just dog shit. Like just couldn't fucking string a result together. So anyway, we did win the, that cup, and then after that we were shit. So we ended up slinging him off. And then once we slung him off, we got one of the best managers before previous. Best managers that Spurs ever had. Like, even going back past Venables and stuff like that when we actually had a proper fucking manager. And this geezer, he he was the fucking Don. Sir Harry Redknapp. Loved him to pieces. Harry Redknapp. What a fucking geezer. Literally, we was bottom of the league. I was, yeah, I think we was around bottom. Maybe second from bottom. He came in absolutely bish, bash, bosh. Turned us around into a fucking world-beating team. Like, literally, that season, if we would have had him for the first half of the season, we would have been top of the league. You know, like, all them statistics that come up. Like, if we would have... Yeah, yeah, all right. No, we wasn't. We just got to, like... I don't know if we got into the top half that season or just got to the top of the bottom. But anyway, we had a very good couple of years. And I'll, all I have is good, good, good memories with um, Harry Redknapp. Um and he was the first person to break us into the Champions League. Literally. Didn't take no time. Literally got a world-beating team. We had this little gem gem player. Geezer looked like a fucking little monkey because his ears were fucking poking out. And he had fucking all his hair coming down in his head. Bought a left back from Southampton. Literally dog shit. Like, lost every game for the first 28 games. Little did we know that he was going to turn out to be one of our fucking greatest players we ever had the most expensive player in the world so many years later but again this was all a part of Harry Redknapp slowly bringing him up from left back switched him around with Asu Koto then brought Danny Rose in he scored a banging goal against Arsenal when we actually beat him for once Whoa, remember that go on son because he banged it in but again like we beat Arsenal once in like 700 years so it weren't really a big thing but it was just nice to actually see us win once um, so yeah, Harry Redknapp got the old uh, got the old team flying. Literally, we had Lennon on the right, Bowler on the left. It was just naughty, like naughty. Never seen the team sort of play like we used to play. Knock it out to the wings, run forward, and obviously there was that one night we had against Inter Milan where Bal just come alive. And from that day, we knew that we was going to lose him. We knew that he just shown the whole world what he can do. And since he showed the whole world what he can do. We, we, it was gonna, it was gonna be, uh, it's gonna be gone. So yeah, that's another uh, story for another time. But 
what a what a player, what a manager. And then yeah, we lost him because of um his eyes were somewhere else on the England uh on the England camp and stuff. Like I really would have liked him as an England. I didn't want to lose him as a Spurs manager, but I really, really would have liked Harry as an England manager because I thought we might have actually done something as an English as an Englishman, you know, supporting my country. But anyway, he didn't get the job. Um, we were shit for the last 10 games or something. And then basically he got sacked because he asked for a contract and leave. He weren't having none of it. So he shanked him off, which again was fucking disastrous. And then we ended up with some dickhead for ages. And I used to like him when he used to play, but when he was a manager, I didn't really like him. I won't really say his name because it's not really worth it. But yeah, the geezer we got after there. Oh, he's magic, you know, Maurizio Pochettino. He's magic. So I wasn't too keen on it. I thought I was going to get Van der Howe because he was going to Man United, said he was coming to us at Man United, sacked their manager, David Moyes, and we ended up getting Van Howe. But we ended up getting Pochettino, an unknown, um, unknown Argentinian from uh, Southampton, but he did do very well and had a good philosophy. Little did I know. Before this all, all all started, I basically started the knowledge. And when Spurs actually started doing <laughs> doing okay, actually playing good football, actually winning games, I stopped caring about football. I just lost interest. Didn't lose interest. What happened is I started studying and I realized if I needed to study, I can't have these hobbies, these things that I enjoy. I need to concentrate. 100%. So I banished football, just forgot about it. And the five years that Pochettino was there, it took me three years to do my knowledge, two years and 10 months to be exact. And from the day that I started to the day that I finished, Spurs had their best run in the Premier League, in cups, in anything you could think. And I never watched a single game. I never watched anything. Nothing. Not a single game. Like, I was always studying. I remember looking at the scores thinking, oh, yeah, we've won. Oh, yeah, we've won. Like, it was such a weird thing to do. Like, oh, yeah, we've won. All right, we got so close. We got pipped to the league that year by Leicester. But do you know what I mean? It's life. Everybody wanted fucking Leicester to win. Like, everyone hates Spurs for some reason. I just don't understand why or what, for what reason. We've never, we don't win things like that. But for us, if we would have done it, it would have been... A bit amazing, do you know what I mean? And I'm always still waiting for that day. Might be waiting another 60, 700 years for it. But it's the, uh, like I say, it's the process that keeps you going. But yeah, I didn't watch any games. Um, past my knowledge, my dream was like with my mate. I had a mate who was a Spurs fan. I met on the knowledge. And we always said, once we pass the knowledge, we're going to get um get a season ticket. Then we're going to go watch the games every week, part of the cab up and go watch our games and go to work afterwards. And little did I know that dream, that wish that I had, yeah, I achieved it. I got it. I Literally got my season ticket 10 years waiting. Um, didn't really care about football that much anymore. But I thought, I'm not going to throw that chance away. I've waited 10 years. I've been 32,000 in the list. So, yeah, started going to watch the Spurs. Uh, again, trying to get my passion back for it, the love. But just because sort of I forgot about it for so long, I started realising there was other things in life that were more important about football. And if I said that to myself so many years ago, I would have took my head off. It's fucking not just a game. This is life or death, Joe. But in reality, like, I learned that through doing the knowledge. It was just a game and it was just a, a great distraction. Like You need it. I remember reading books and stuff in the olden days, not the olden days, but about the olden days with the Romans and how they get people to go and watch the gladiators, distract the masses just to keep people. Because when you support your team, you are 
hung gun. You don't mess with no one else. That's your team. You don't like anybody else and you're stuck to that team. Do not you talk bad about my team. And after doing the knowledge, I sort of lost that sort of interest in them. But we got to a Champions League final, which was something I never thought I would ever see in my days. I went to Spain to have a little watch. Didn't get to the stadium, but I went to Barcelona when we uh, drew that game, which was an amazing sort of run. We had a good couple of uh, chances near near in the end. But, you know, like it's life. And again, if I was that caring about it, it would have hurt a lot. But it didn't. It was just like it's a game. So now, now I'm sort of getting my passions back again, which I'm really enjoying. And uh, we've got a new manager now, a geezer I prayed that we'd ever get, which was Jose Mourinho. So it's absolutely amazing what's going on at the moment. Just got to see what happens. Um, I won't talk too much. I'll come back to it another time because uh, I'm running out of time at the moment. So we've got the two things I always wanted when I was younger, Jose Mourinho and Gareth Bale in the same team. Well, Let's see what can happen. You know, I'm not going to worry about two. I'm not going to say this or that. All I'm going to say is, come on, you Spurs. <laughs> well, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Thank you for listening in. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed today's um, subject, please like, comment, follow and share with your friends or anyone you may feel might like it. Please send me an email or message if there is anything you want to hear or talk about in the future. Good health and good luck, guys. A lousy talks. <laughs>